you, God, all the praise and all the glory. We thank you for tonight. And I trust that we are all doing very well. This morning, there was a song on my heart when I woke up. And the moment I started singing the song, I said, Oh, the fifth generation needs to hear this song. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a, it's a Don, Don Moin song. And if you know how to sing, you can join me. How great is your goodness stored up for those who fear you. No end to your kindness that comes from you each day. We count on your compassion in the shelter of your presence. Hidden away, hidden from harm, how great your love. Hidden away, hidden from harm, how great your love. How great is your goodness, stored up for those who fear you. No end to the kindness that comes from you each day. We count on compassion in the shelter of your presence. Hidden away, hidden from harm, how great your love. Hidden away, hidden from harm, how great your love. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You know, the goodness of God is stored up for those who fear Him. And those who fear Him are as believers who have fled the corruption that is into the, in the world, into the safety of the name of Jesus. The Bible says that he has stored up his goodness for us. Hallelujah. Amen. He has stored up his goodness. His goodness. I want you to know something. Only good flows from the heart of the Father to you. That's what the Bible says. Every good and perfect gift comes from where? From above. From the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, no shadow due to turning, meaning that there is not, you know, come see, come saw with God. You know, here today, there tomorrow. No, 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 no. God is, He's constant. He's a constant you can rely on. Those of you mathematicians, when you're working a problem and you use a constant, you know, constant is a fixed figure, it doesn't change. God is a constant in your life. His word is a constant in your life. That constant is goodness. Goodness flows from his heart to you every day. Every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We give God praise. We give God glory. This should warm your heart. Amen and amen. Amen. There's a scripture I want you to see. Turn with me in your Bibles. Turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter number 24. Genesis 24, if you are there, you can say amen. Let me know you are there. Genesis chapter number 24. I want you to see something there. Very beautiful. I love it. Genesis chapter number 24. Genesis 24. Anyone there yet? Yeah. If you are there, just say amen. 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 Okay. Whoever is there can read it for us. 
Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Hmm. Can you read it again? Can you read it again? Now Abraham was old, well advanced mm. in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody with a different... What version did you read? English Standard Version. The ESV. Anybody with a different version? I have NLT. New NLT. Than, okay. Yeah. Read it for me. Abraham was now a very old man, and the mm. Lord had blessed him in every way. In every way. Hallelujah. Anybody with a different version? Anyone with a different version of the Bible wants to read it for us. Genesis 24, verse, verse 1. Um, I have King James. Okay. Fumi, give us the King James. Genesis 24, verse 1. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Amen. Mm. Amen. And the Lord has blessed Abraham in all things. The last one, anybody with a, we've seen King James, ESD, and NLT. Anybody with a different version? Maybe NIV or something yeah, else? NIV. Okay, then. Abraham was now old and well advanced. Abraham was now years. old. Yes. Mm -hmm. and well advanced in years. And mm -hmm. the Lord had blessed him in every way. And the Lord has blessed him in every way. Hallelujah. Amen. By now you should get the message the Lord is trying to give us. The Bible says, we know we've been studying on faith for about two months now. And in the beginning we learned from, we began with Abraham who is the father of faith. The Bible says that we all, you know, um, have been blessed with believing Abraham. Hallelujah. Just as God counted Abraham's faith as righteousness, in the same way we also, our faith has been counted as righteousness. Abraham is the father of faith. Hallelujah. Now the Bible is telling us something towards the end of Abraham's life. God summarizes the entire consequence. Listen to this very well. God is summarizing the entire consequence. Now before I even finish my statement, let me make this thing. This, this is very clear. Genesis was written by Moses. And God gave the revelation to Moses to write. Meaning God dictated Genesis to Moses. And Moses wrote it down. Because Moses was not there when Abraham was there. Hallelujah. God literally dictated. So this is how God summarized Abraham's walk with him. The consequence of Abraham's walk of faith with God. This is how God summarized it. The Bible says, now Abraham was old and well advanced or stricken in years. And the Lord had blessed him in every way, in all things, in everything. That was the summation of the consequence 
of Abraham walking in faith toward God ever since God spoke to him to leave his father's house and go to the land which will show him. When Abraham began his faith walk with God, the summation of it all, the Bible says that, and God blessed him in every way. Because the first word that came to Abraham to leave his father's house, God had promised him that he was going to not just bless him, but make him a blessing unto the nations. And at the end of his life, the Bible is summing, God is summing the work, his work with him as God had been faithful to that word of promise in Abraham's life. And he had blessed Abraham in every way. In all things, not in some things, in all things, he had blessed Abraham in his health. He, has, he had blessed Abraham in his provisions. He had blessed Abraham in his children. He had blessed Abraham in all things. Hallelujah. Now what is God trying to tell us? Just as the word of promise came unto Abraham and Abraham began to walk with God in faith, we also have received the word, the word of faith, and we have come into Christ and we are walking with God by faith. Now hear me, in your walk of faith with God, God is going to be faithful to his word of promise in your life and he's going to bless you in all things. Hallelujah. I didn't get an amen. The line is quiet. I don't know if you, maybe it's not a good word. Maybe God blessing you in all things is not good. I said, Amen. God is going to bless you in all things. Amen. Amen. Somebody doesn't believe it yet. Hmm. <laughs> Who wants to join believing Abraham? Who wants the testimony of God concerning him at the end of his life to be like that of Abraham, that God blessed you in all things? I do. It wasn't meant to bless God. There was a time Abraham was coming from, you know, war and the spouse of war. And, you know, the kings wanted to give him the spouse. He said, no, no, I'm not going to take it so that you would think that you were the one who blessed me. Yeah, God, it was God who blessed Abraham. And he blessed him in all things and everything. And it shall be the same for you because we also, like Isaac, are as of promise, we are with believing Abraham. As God was faithful to his word of promise to Abraham, so is he going to be faithful to you, his word of promise in your life. You shall be blessed in all things. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. You'll be blessed in your education. Amen. You'll be blessed going out and you're coming in. You'll be blessed in your health. Sickness will never take over your body. The Bible says, none shall say in Zion, you are, I am sick. When you have sickness in your body, the Bible says that there is a balm of Gilead that healed all, all diseases. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You will be blessed in your finances. You will not lack. You will be a lender and not a borrower. God will bless you abundantly in your marriage. Your marriage will be full of joy. Amen. Your marriage will be full of peace. Amen. God will bless your children. Your children will rise up and become great men of God. They will have the fear of God in their eyes. 
They will not follow the crowd to do evil, but they will fear God and walk in His ways and bring you joy in your old age. God will bless your bonds. God, God will bless you on every side. Hallelujah. Amen. In all things, God blessed Abraham. And you know, the Bible says that God is not, is not a respecter of any persons. And the Bible says that God is rich unto all who call upon him. The call upon him there is not just prayer, but it's, 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 it, is, it is representative of those who look to God as their source. God is rich unto all who call upon him. As God was rich unto Abraham by blessing him in all things, so is he going to do to you. We look to him who expect from him. Hallelujah. That's what God is going to do to you. And the reason I'm showing you this scripture is because of somewhere I'm going. Today I'm almost wrapping up on our faith series. Every Sunday I say I'm wrapping up. <laughs> I'm always wrapping up. There's an aspect of faith the Holy Spirit has showed me I need to tackle today. And that has to do with the willingness yep. of God in our lives. There's something that affects our faith so much. That is, is God willing to do that in my life? Is God willing to do that in my life? Is it really God's will? That is what I'm beginning from here. The Bible says that God blessed Abraham in all things. And you read the book of Ephesians, the Bible says, According as he has blessed us in the heavenly realm with all manner of spiritual blessings in Christ. Hallelujah. He has blessed you with all manner of spiritual blessings in Christ. The Bible says that the old covenant is established, the new covenant is established on better promises than the old. Abraham was in the old, and you are in the new. If God was faithful to Abraham, you must be sure that you'll be faithful to his word of promise in your life. If God blessed Abraham in all things, you must be sure that he will bless you in all things. Because you are the seed of Abraham through Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So the promise is unto you. The promise is unto you. Mangazozi bakendis. Telefesisen enentosia bakandi peredeli zanzoza bakulshakai. Hebrews chapter number 6. Send with me your Bibles to Hebrews chapter number 6. Hebrews chapter number 6. Oh, I love this one. Hebrews chapter number 6, verse 13 to 18. Verse 13 to 18. Hebrews chapter number 6, verse 13 to 18. If you are there, say amen. I guess nobody is there yet. Amen. Wonderful. Hebrews 13, chapter 6, verse 13 to 18. And I read it. The Bible says, For when God made promise to Abraham, Listen to this. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could not swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by oath, 
that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Hallelujah. Listen, the Bible is saying, we know that the Bible says, as we just read, that God blessed Abraham in all things. And the Bible is showing us something. But the reason that happened was because when God gave the promise to Abraham, because he could not swear by anything else, he swore by himself. Listen, you see, God did not just promise Abraham. He gave the promise to Abraham. That was one. And he swore by himself that this promise, I will make sure it comes to pass. That was two. So the Bible is saying that by two immutable things in which God cannot lie, we may have confidence. Hallelujah. He did not say that Abraham might have confidence. No. He says that we might have confidence. So he's using Abraham's example to show us something. That God is really determined to bring to pass his word of promise in our lives. So that we may experience his blessing in our life. Hallelujah. By two immutable things. The first is the promise. And the second is the confirmation of the promise by oath. When men take an oath, it is a confirmation that they are not lying. It settles all strife. That's why when you go to the courtroom, you take a Bible and you swear. Because the Bible is greater than you. So you swear by something greater. But if God is going to swear, what is he going to swear by? What is greater than God? Nothing. So God swore by his own self. Hey. That means that God put his own character at stake. He put his own authority at stake. If God fails, his authority is at stake. His character is at stake. Hallelujah. That is the extent to which God has gone to assure you of his word of promise in your life. And this is the same thing he did for Abraham. So the entire faith work of Abraham with God, he laid it under the blessing of the word of promise. So there was a word that created a condition, an environment around Abraham. That caused, when a man swears, he's giving an oath of confirmation and putting his character on the line. Men swear, some of these swear that if they are telling lies, they should die. And in the same way, God put his character and person on the line when he gave promise to Abraham. That is how serious. And you see, not only did he do that for Abraham, he's done that for us also in Christ. So the Bible says that all the promises of God are what? Yea and amen in Christ. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Then 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. All the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ. Why? Because it has been assured by two immutable things. The promise and the oath of confirmation from God. Yet still believers doubt. Yet still believers struggle with uncertainty and anxiety in their minds. Is God willing to do this in my life? 
And usually you can imagine how that grieves the heart of the father. After all that I have done to assure you of my word in your life, still you lack faith, still you can't believe, still you doubt, then what is really the problem? What is really the problem? God wants the story of our lives to end like he ended Summed everything up for Abraham. And Abraham was old and well stricken in years and God had blessed him in all things. That is how God wants our lives to end. And that is the end he is bringing us to. That is the expected end he is bringing us to. That he has blessed us in all things. In everything. Hallelujah. This is the will of God for you. But the question we ask ourselves is God willing? I want to show you a scripture. And the Lord is telling us today that I am willing. And I'm going to show you something that will show you the heart of the Father. His willingness, his willingness to his word of promise. Turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter number 8, verse 1 to 2. Matthew 8, 1 to 2. Amen and amen. Brethren, <laughs> if this does not take your heart out of unbelief, and make you walk in faith daily towards God, and not have doubts and uncertainties in your mind, I don't know what else, then there is something really wrong with your spiritual constitution. There is something really wrong. And we have to address that. Because if God has given two immutable things and still you don't believe, there is something wrong. That means that we must, you know, that means we must even question whether you are born again. Because the born again man has been conditioned to believe God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I said the born again man has been conditioned. Your recreated human spirit has been conditioned to believe the word of God. If not, then we have to check, we have to examine, do a spiritual diagnosis of your situation. And come out with a, a spiritual medical report to see where the problem is and deal with it. All God is trying to do to us, faith generation, for these past two months we've been talking about faith, is to bring us to the place where we walk daily trusting His every word and never doubting. Because it grieves the heart of the father when his sons and daughters doubt and shiver in fear and in doubt and unbelief. Look at look at Matthew chapter eight, verse one to three. And one of those fears and uncertainties and the, one of the ways the fear and the uncertainty and the doubt and the and the unbelief manifests itself is in is God willing? Is God willing? Matthew 8. If you are there, say Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter number 8, verse 1 to 3. Look at this. The Bible says, When he, talking about Jesus, when he came down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou will, thou can make me clean. Hmm. Mm. And Jesus put forth his hand 
and touched him, saying, I will. I will. Be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, a little background on this story. Lepers in Israel were not supposed to come into the congregation of the people. So they lived on the outskirts of Israel. You remember the four lepers who were outside the gate? Do you know? Because leprosy, leprosy was a sign of sin. In the realm of the spirit, sinners are, lep- sinners are lepers. That's what they are. They are lepros in the realm of the spirit. Amen. So, this leper had been walking around and, you know, on the outskirts and he had heard about this Jesus and the way he's been doing miracles and healing the sick and doing a whole lot of things. But you see, the question in his mind was he asked himself, I know Jesus can do these things, but as to whether he would do it in my life, I'm not sure. But if he is really willing to do it in my life, then he can do it. The leper was not worried about the ability of Christ to heal him. He knew Jesus had the power. He knew Jesus had the resources. He knew Jesus could do it in his life. But his only problem, the only thing that was standing between the leper and his healing, was whether Jesus was willing. So listen to what he said. He said, Lord, if you are willing, if you are willing, and how many times believers always, when they go into prayer, they say that, Lord, if you are willing. I remember one time at Drake, I went for this prayer meeting. I was so devastated after the prayer meeting. I've never been to a prayer meeting and be so devastated. Why? Because we, were, we had prayed. They let pray. We prayed and, you know, I had prayed my heart. Afterwards, they asked this lady to summarize the prayer. And in a summary, she said, oh God, we thank you for today and all those things. Then she said, and Lord, if you are willing, answer our prayers. Oh. In fact, brethren, <laughs> I, I would not like, I wanted to strangle the girl. <laughs> all the prayers are prayed in faith. This girl is summarizing my prayer for me and she said, God, if you are willing, you answer our prayer. <laughs> oh my goodness. You see, but that is a problem with a lot of believers. Sometimes we may not say it, but in our hearts, that is what is going on. Lord, if you are willing. He said, whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Don't go before God if you have doubt in your heart. Don't go. You make him angry. That is the only thing that angers God. I'm telling you. That is the only thing that angers our father. He was so angry with Israel, he wanted to wipe them all out. As a matter of truth, he wiped them all out. Only the younger generation were left. And out of the older generation, we left Egypt. Only two entered the promised land. That was Jacob and Joshua and Caleb, like we learned last week. Your own unbelief is what is it something when you when you have I don't know it makes God so uneasy uncomfortable and so angry. Listen to what he said to Moses. He says, Moses, let me be here. Let me destroy these people. That means God wanted to just strangle them. 
The only thing that ever frustrated Jesus when he walked the face of the earth were two things. Unbelief and Pharisees. Unbelief and Pharisees. He said, oh faithless generation, how long should I bear with you? Bring me the child. But then let me tell you something. God is assuring our heart by two immutable things. His promise and his oath of confirmation. That in blessing I will bless you. Like Abraham, in all things, in everything, I will be faithful to my word of promise because I can. The Bible says if we are not faithful, he remains faithful. Why? Because he cannot deny himself. Hallelujah. Jesus looked at the leper and with compassion in his heart he said, I am willing. Oh, and he stretched forth his hand and touched him. Let me tell you, brethren, he's saying to you today, I am willing. You've been hearing the message on faith and you're trying to grow your faith. And you've been thinking about the future. What does the future hold for me? Is God willing to do this in my life? Is God willing to make this come to pass in my life? Can this thing really... You see other people and it is happening in their lives. And you ask yourself, can God... Will God do it also in my life? You know He can. But the question is, will He? You read it in the Bible. And you ask yourself, will He do the same? The God is not a respecter of any persons. Those examples in the Bible are, they are there to tell us. He's giving you His track record, His resume, so that you may believe that He is good for the job. What is the resume? You look at a guy's resume, you know that, ah, this guy, he, he's, he's well qualified for this job. He, he can do it and he will do it. Look at God's resume, dearly beloved. That's what God is saying. Look at my resume in the Bible. Look at my track record. Has, have I disappointed anybody whom I gave my word of promise to? Give me one person God disappointed. Whom God spoke to him, gave him his word of promise, and God failed. God's word failed in his life. Give me just one person. Just one. Just give me one. Look at God's track record. And let that tell you that he is willing to do it in your life. The Bible says, and God visited Sarah as he has said, and did unto her as he had promised. God, said generation, is going to do to you as he had said, and do in your life, visit you as he has promised. So that at the end of your life, it will be said, and God blessed Rhoda in everything. And God blessed Oswald in all things. And God blessed Fumi in every way. I love that one. In every way. Heart is. Take us. 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 Take us
Ninda sisi konda parida la la And God blessed Bennett in every way. And God blessed Marin in every way. And God blessed Abigail in every way. And God blessed Felicia in every way. And God blessed Marine in every way. And God blessed Angie in every way. And God blessed Isai in every way. And God blessed Carla in every way. And God blessed Tabby in every way. And God blessed Sage in every way. In the and God bless you in every way. Yes. Hey. Oh, that you believe. Amen. That you believe. That you believe. Listen, this entire gospel we preach, the Bible calls it the word of faith. The reason we preach the gospel is so that you may believe. That's the whole reason. That you may believe. That you would have faith. And when we teach, it is supposed to instruct you on how to walk in faith towards God. That is the summation of it all. So that you may walk in the blessing of this promise. In the blessing. The purpose of faith is so you can walk in the blessing of this promise. Hallelujah. Amen. And he has made it sure by what? Two mutable things. Immutable things. His oath of confirmation, God swore by himself. And his word of promise. To let your heart be assured that he is not only can he do it in your life, he is willing and he will do it. Hallelujah. There is a faithfulness he will call you and he will do it. I love it. And he will do it. Faithful is he who called you, and he will do it. So, no, 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 no. Don't entertain one thought of unbelief. Don't entertain one thought of uncertainty. Don't say things like, is everything going to be okay? Why would you even say something like that? You know, the moment you say something like that, it's like you don't even know who you are working with. You don't even know the God you are believing. You don't know who your father is. You don't. That's that's the thing. You shouldn't even ask such a question. Is everything going to be okay? No, no. You, you should not. Ask. It's a foolish question to ask. I'm sorry. It's not a question of wisdom. It's not a question of wisdom. Never ask that question. Is everything going to be okay? No. You are the one with the blessing, and you rather declare everything is okay. That's why I said, go tell the righteous man. It shall be what? Well with him. Go tell who? The righteous man. Who is the righteous man? You. It shall be well. Hallelujah. It shall be well. Because you see, you are living under the blessing of the promised word. Which is made assured by two immutable things. So, nothing in this world can cause this word to fail. It's impossible. Imposicant. If I'm imposicant, oh my goodness. That's why you see, if you have this mindset, you always behave like Abraham. You just walk around giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Instead of saying, is everything going to be going? You say, I know my God is able and I know my God has done it. 
That will be your confession. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brethren, that is the summation of it. And that's how Abraham lived. That is why he experienced the fullness of God, God's blessing in all things. In all things. From today, from today, I charge you not to let any word contrary to the word of God come out of your mouth. Don't ask questions like, is everything going to be okay? Don't ask questions like that. It's a question of uncertainty. It's like you don't even know. But we have an assured word. That is the audacity of our faith. Hallelujah. Amen. God is willing. He is willing. He is willing. He is willing. And the only reason why we are uncertain is because we wonder, is he willing or not? Is God willing or not? Will he do it? Am I really qualified for him to even do it in my life? That's oh my goodness. Are you qualified? Are you, are you asking whether you are qualified? When Christ has already qualified you and made you meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in your life. What are you talking about? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith generation, are you hearing me today? God is willing. Father is saying to you, Irene, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. Maybe you're seeking restoration. He asks you, is God willing? Yes, he is willing. He is willing. Listen, the, 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 the prophet, God asked the prophet, can these dry bones rise? The prophet said, only down the west. <laughs> I love what Ezekiel said. By the time he said only down the west, God was commanding him to speak to the bones. Hallelujah. By the time he was saying that only thou knowest, he was speaking, God was commanding him to speak to the bulls. Bearing God is willing. He's willing to bring restoration, to bring healing, to bring renewal in your life. He's willing. He's willing. It's only good. How great is his goodness for those who say it's only good that is flowing from the heart of the Father to you. When you wake up in the morning, Father rejoices that you are awake. The Bible says that He rejoices over us with singing. God is literally in heaven dancing and rejoicing over you with singing. Just like your newborn baby. Like Rita just had a new baby. And and let me just throw in this there. Just as Rita just had a baby in November. You know, just born in November. So wonderful that she was born in November. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Oh my goodness. Jealousy. Jealousy. A lot of people are just in November. But it is well. Amen. Hey. Amen. <laughs> The Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice. Say, if I'm rejoicing, the baby is born in November. Rejoice with me now. <laughs> you look at that baby and you're just rejoicing over here. You're just singing and making me. That is how God feels when you wake up in the morning. 
But you know, while God is feeling that we wake up feeling so depressed sometimes, and we are thinking about the many problems, and the number one question on our mind is, is God willing to do something in my life? Oh, the Father is telling you today He is willing. Then He is willing. Abi, mm-hmm. God is willing. Mm-hmm. Is that God is willing? Mm-hmm. Nothing would, nothing in your life will change God's will for you. It is established and done. The Bible says the immutability of his counsel. Immutable means it does not change. It comes from the root word mutate. To mutate means to change. This is immutable, meaning it does not change. Counsel is the will of God. The immutability of the will of God. That means that which God has will for you in Christ is yes and amen and nothing will change it. Not even your sins can change it. Let me say that one because it's important. Your sins cannot change the will. What God has willed to do in your life. And I tell you, he's so determined to do it. And nothing will change it. Don't let any preacher convince you otherwise. God will not change his will for you. Hallelujah. The will of God. You know, your parents have a will for you when they die. That's what they'll give you. The things you get. And look they look at your life and then they change their will. Every now and then they change their will. Every now and then they change their will. Maybe they wanted to give you the two, the, the five-bedroom house. Now because, oh, they, they, they asked you to do something, you didn't do it, so they changed it. Now they're only going to give you one car. The old Peugeot in the house. God's will does not change because the the day God wrote his will concerning you, you were not even there. You were not born. Nothing was even created. So it had nothing to do with anything you had even done. God had already willed it in his mercy. That's why the Bible says that it is not of him that willeth nor of him that runneth, but of God that showed mercy. And you are showed us mercy in Christ. It is already predetermined. Let this be your confidence. That's why he's willing. He has absolutely nothing to do with you. Hallelujah. Mm. So, I want to pound this thing so much into us. Eh? Because I tell you, this is the crux of faith. And as I've been you know, thinking about the message for uh, for today, it's one of the things the Lord laid on my heart. That this is an area that affects the faith of my children. Mm-hmm. But this message has come as a healing. Amen. 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 To take away that cancer that is eating away your confidence. Hallelujah. Jesus, we give, God, we give God praise. Why don't you lift up your voice and begin to thank God. Just begin to praise and worship God. Just thank Him tonight for His willingness. His willingness. God is willing. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to thank God. Lift up your voice, begin to thank God. He is more than willing. And he has gone all length to prove it by two immutable things. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bless you. We thank you. 
that you are willing you are willing you are willing I'm so dabaye hey yeko shada dariataka unambe susu magabongi ale usasi nini kontoni magabaya inedemba si telibangoshi taglanta so nini kentele mengoja ipabosia inamananta nzoye munte kete lefleti le munda kakamangoshi kitana mande libaonte kreinte nene munda nene munde umbaunze zye kun klahong klahong gahong melebelente nti nemangosha limangiza blantun telebelize klesusu magebunda peredeniza nzini nikanta nei hei kalongo shai bararalo zirebeniza ntoni antamozu alamanga shila bonda pelegeze father we bless you We rejoice in your way. We give you glory. We give you praise, God. Tonight in the name of Jesus.